With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is an Unspoiled Network podcast. This is Unscrupled, covering Buffy and someone she unfollowed on Facebook. Season 4, Episode 17, Superstar and Eternity. In these episodes, uh, filler. Welcome to Unscripted. Hi, bitches. Hey, money. How you doing? I'm, uh... What did I just watch? Uh, I think it was Buffy. Or maybe Angel. It might have been both at the same time. Who's to say? It wasn't both at the same time. That would just, like, you know. That would be so efficient. I, like, that would be so much Joss Whedon that I would retroactively start hating Dollhouse. (laughs) Possibly. Possibly. Okay, so... Those were some episodes that did nearly nothing to move along the grander um Yeah, plot. and I can't really blame the shows because, I mean, networks had fucked them over before, so you need to have a substantial amount of episodes that require nothing. But, yeah, there was no progress made in any direction. Yeah. And I kind of hate a, hate a lot of it, so... Okay. I, what um, did we have, a three-episode streak where I was all about it, and now it's over? <laughs> well, that's that's pretty good. That's kind of where a lot of shows are, though. I mean, there's there's only a few shows out there that are good every time. That's very true. But yeah. I, I'd like you to get towards the 50% mark, you know. Okay, fine. Anyway, so... Do we want to start with Buffy or Angel this time? I thought Buffy was the stronger showing. Do you want to end strong or do you want to end? Let's end strong. Okay, so let's talk about this bullshit, which is Angel. Yeah, yeah. So that, that plot device that we've been wondering how long it was going to take to get there, the, the Hollywood starlet has finally emerged and you know what? I want to back up because I want to talk about Cordy's play. Okay. Because I was kind of into the <clears throat> the uh, cold open when <clears throat> they were like, "Are we? How are we going to leave?" And I was like, "Please tell me you're playing Clue. That would be the most amazing thing ever." No, they were in a little. What's the L.A. equivalent of Broadway? Uh, there isn't one. Um, but but yeah, they're like an off Sunset Theater. <laughs> Which yeah. is, as we all know, next to, like, a uh, dive bar and abortion clinic. I mean, it's bad, guys. And, yeah, the play is bad. Cordy is bad in it. But I kind of want to go over performance etiquette a bit. 
just because it's something that like we need to codify and come to an understanding on do go on so if you're a creative person mm-hmm. and you're like 18 or in your early 20s and you really need support like mm-hmm. your other 18 and 20 something friends you guys have to show up and support, yes right like this mm-hmm. is just something you have to do because you know what you have all the energy anyway and you've got nothing better to do so go do that for your friends now when you get into your 30s people are adulting and they've got shit to do Mm -hmm. so it's like you really owe someone big time if they come to your show yeah that's some serious friend points especially if it's if it's a show that you two have you two have not shown a mutual fanboyism for like i don't like i don't begrudge my drag queen friends like they don't owe me for going to their drag shows you know why because i love drag shows but Mm -hmm. if they were in punk bands or uh throwing darts professionally (laughs) like you get one and that's it you know okay um so, well, it's like that time I, I dragged you out to the middle of Los Angeles to a terrifying um, uh, venue to go see Filthy D's band. Oh, yeah, that was um, – guys, <laughs> I don't know why Spider Zombie is a thing. <laughs> I didn't know his name until that night, and I always just referred to him as Bob Zombie because I knew he was Rob Zombie's brother. Even though Bob and Rob come from the same root name, but, you know. Yeah. Bobbert. But, Bobbert Zombie. But, yeah. I I go to some of Filthy D's boyfriend's shows and all of Filthy D's shows because, because I don't like have Because you like the children. shows. Because I like the shows, but I also don't have children, so, like, going out to an L.A. club at night and getting in because I know the band is still, like, you know, kind of fun for me. But also, if you, I, needed, you needed a cock block from that person who had a super big crush on you. Oh, yeah. She has a boyfriend now and will stop licking my face. Thank God. Um, okay. In fact, in fact, she told me I can't tell him. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's a bit of history. Anyway, I just wanted, like, everybody to – you need to kind of – it gets weird when you're friends with someone that – is 18 and you're in your 30s and you're like okay how do i play this where are the expectations but i'm telling you teenagers you need to not expect so much from people in their 30s you know why because we're fucking tired yes we are and we're old also cordy they're not your friends they're your colleagues you don't respect them (laughs) the one person on this show who doesn't have crazy ass daddy issues just let them off the hook. She doesn't have any actual friends her age. She has people she knows. She has a Maybe she should consider her behavior and whether or not she's a good person. And as much as I love Cordelia, I would say this to her face. There is a reason you have no friends. It's because you're kind of terrible to everyone. All right. Well. Um, and I love you for it. Yes. <laughs> but I'm never going to trust you. Oh, yeah. I would not ask Cordy to uh, pet sit for me. 
I kind of, I think I should. I would like ask, I would give her the keys and say, take care of my bird and just have an empty cage and see if she actually feels guilty. Um, I think we all know the answer to that. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So on their way out, they run into a crowd of people. <clears throat> and why don't you describe what goes on here? Because I was so fucking lost. There were a bunch of white people and cars, and I couldn't tell what she's talking about. I, you know what? I don't. I don't even know what happened either. Um, they're like, okay, so Cordelia sees that famous guy that talked to Angel in the first episode. He's like a talent manager or something. Oh, he's and, a recurrence. Oh yeah, that's his second time on the show. Oh. And Angel's like, oh, I know him. He gave me his card. And she's like, you, he gave you his card? And he's like, yeah, he told me I had a quality. And she's like, ah! And she's all pissed off. And, um, but Cordy, a... you're a terrible actress. Oh, yeah. She is terrible. And she does not have a presence. Um, not on screen, at least. Like, okay, camera presence and for real presence are two very different things. I totally agree. You cannot get me in front of a camera. People try to put me there, and I keep running away because I know the dirty secret that I have no camera presence whatsoever. And it's horrible. That's why I'm on radio, people. Anyway. <laughs> not on radio. We're on the internet. That's why I'm on the we're, internet. We're oh. old, guys. So yeah. we're not coming to see your band. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're filthy. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, they see a famous actress. They see Rebecca Lowell. Can I... I had to go on IMDb after I watched this episode. Because for the life of me, as many times as they said it, I could not remember her name. And I remember everything. So it's not a super memorable name. I mean, it's not like Lucy Lawless or something. Right, and it's not a super memorable person. I don't want yeah. to disparage the actress. I guess she does fine, but it's just not a very good role that makes a whole lot of sense or has a lot of depth. She was generically pretty enough to be like one of those 90s uh, television stars who like were super famous in the 90s and then two, 2000s happened and it's like, who are they? Yeah, what the, happened to, to, to Jennifer Love Hewitt? They'll do a guest spot on, well Jennifer, I don't think Jennifer Love Hewitt was, she became in TV after the movies. Whatever, but like she had her flesh in the pan and she was the biggest thing ever for a hot minute and then you heard nothing from her ever right. again. So, like, seriously, where is she now? So a car tries to run her down, and I never put together whether that was also staged. But Angel saves her, and they hand out business cards, and God, I don't care. And what's... Yeah, it's, it's what it is. And the papers are poured on it, and Angel's not mentioned, and nobody cares. Uh, but she sends her bodyguards to, you know, ask for his services and he's like yes except he's not like that at all cordy's like yes all right so this, like, cordy I can't do this cordy this is what you're good at and it's marketing because those minimalist business cards are actually super awesome yes like that is super memorable i 
as many to- as long as the camera lingered on Rebecca, I didn't remember her fucking name, and her face is starting to fade too. I remember her stupid ass haircut, but I remember that business card, like it's like super abstract angel, and that's all that's on the card, and it's like, oh wow, that's perfect. Yup. So yeah, do like dudes with no necks come to Angel Investigations, and he's like, yeah, I can't take this case. And Cordy's like, what the fuck? You can't take this case. I'm going to kill you. And Wesley's like, no, he likes her. And he needs to take the, he needs to take the meeting at least because Seriously. this is what you can do for someone who's a teenager and trying to make it big is help them make connections. Cause that shit is super important. That is something you can expect from your 30 year old friends, kids. Yes. And that is bread and butter in well, in, in life, actually. I do not have a single opportunity in my life that was not brought to me by connections in the past five years. Um, no kidding. It's, everything's, it, it, they say it's not what you know, it's who you know, has never been more true, guys. When was the last time anyone, anyone got an interview from sending in, sending a, a resume to somebody? Yeah, there's like three of you out there. I thought so. Right. And the rest of it is the friends network. Your friend says, hey, I've got a job at this place. And I think you'd be pretty good at a job at this place. I'm going to give your resume to my boss. And then you get a job at that place. It's like every single friend I have, that's how it's worked. They like they would send out a million uh, job applications online, like at least, no kidding, 10, 15 a day and get crickets. But right. this is how it works. Um, but Angel's not willing to do that because he's a big dork and thinks that he might develop feelings for this chick just because she's pretty or something. I don't know. They must have had a moment. Who the who knows with Angel? I um, don't like. I so didn't the, see it. The gist I didn't of this, see the, the, the thing. She wants. She doesn't. What did she even? What was her pretense for him being there? Oh, she's got a crazy stalker who's been sending her scary, like, letters for a while. I, and I someone just tried to that. Um, She said it with her words. Um, I, guys, I'm... Do you see how, how, like, this is... This episode is so aggressively mediocre. This yeah, is like out. a Black Eyed Peas concert. Wow. <gasps> you went there. I did. I do not like the Black Eyed Peas. You know why? Because... They are aggressively mediocre. This, I, nothing is worse to me than a piece of art being forgettable. Mm-hmm. And I hope you're listening, Zack Snyder, for fucking up Watchmen. Ooh, yeah, right there with you. Like, do you? Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, let's not go down that rabbit hole because we could be here all night, and I need to order a barbecue. I actually just reread that yesterday. So that is a downer. <laughs> yeah. I would not recommend that for Halloween, but okay. Oh yeah, guys, it's November 1st for us. So it's, it's been a yes, weird, it's been November a weird first. And, uh, because I don't feel like talking about this episode, I'm going to tell you that my wallet got stolen yesterday. So I am an unperson. What? Oh man, you've had a rough. I have had a rough couple of weeks. Yes. So this is, um, yeah, 
do you need anything? <laughs> I mean, I've, got, I've got groceries, so and should my, I... my cards are supposed to arrive tomorrow. I'm going to the DMV in the morning, so. I was going to say, should I overnight you a check made out to cash? No, it's fine. I mean, I'm not. Because... I'm Sorry, just... sometimes I'm a mom, except that I was never a mom. I just woke up this morning. I'm like, I really want to go for a bagel, but I have a total of 75 cents that I have access to. All my money is in the bank and I have no way to access it. So, Ah, that's the worst. I hate that. It? So, where were we? Yeah, she um, wants him. That's really why she's hiring him. They hang out at her apartment. She's running. She's very skinny. Her career <laughs> isn't going anywhere because, like... Because she had a very successful uh, show for nine years and now she's... Not even typecast. Like, she can't even get the same part in a different movie. She's just, you know, everyone knows her as that character. And so they're like, oh, you have to read for scripts. And she's like, <gasps> and She's so Joey she... from Friends, who never yeah. worked again. Except for the yeah. spinoff show called Joey, which lasted, like, two episodes. Yeah, and she's getting plastic, like, she's getting skin treatments and thinking about plastic surgery and realizing that her life is over at the tender age of you know, 27 or whatever. Uh, I, I actually, this, this was the most, the hardest hitting part of the episode was when they were saying like, you need to get plastic surgery. And cause I know that's a pressure on women in entertainment, especially like not only that, but it had, it cannot be obvious that you're getting it either. Mm-hmm. Because if it's clear that you've had surgery, like Renee Zellweger or Meg Ryan or Jessica Lange, uh, what happens? Nothing. When's the last thing you saw them in? Uh, what year is it? Yeah, nothing. Um, Renee Zellweger did have another Bridget Jones movie, um, but they let her they let her face like calm down for a while first. They they had to let that happen. And yeah, everyone gave her so much shit about it. But then you've got the other side of the coin. You have Demi Moore. And yeah, she's not making movies anymore, but she doesn't have to. But she still looks fan-fucking-tastic. And I want the name of her surgeon. Holy crap, Demi Moore. Oh I, actually, I, I kind of want Sally Field's surgeon. Because she's for like decades, she looked the same. Okay, yeah, that's true. She she did hold it together for like fifty fucking years. She was a teen idol in the sixties, guys. She was she was Gidget for Christ's sake. All right, so we uh, another tangent. So <sighs> the the point is, Good what enough. little character development we get from her is she's afraid that her star is failing, and when he saves her from a not assassination attempt yeah, which is not real threat. really fucking stupid because brandon lee died from blanks guys yeah blanks are not like safe they're just not bullets anyway so yeah she he saves her from a thing and she catches his not reflection in the mirror and like puts two and two together because she's not stupid she's just shallow no wonder she's cordelia's hero um, I don't so, think she's Cordelia's hero. I think Cordy is excited about the opportunities that come from being friends with someone. 
She's also starstruck, though. I mean, if anyone in the world is going to be a star fucker, it's Cordy. Sure. I, I Maybe she can't separate her um, career needs from her actual... Okay. 20, year, 20 to 21-year-old Cordy, absolutely 100% star fucker, hands down. 25-year-old Cordy, don't give a fuck. Right. So, yeah, and this engineers itself so that I, so that she asks to come over for a drink. Well, first she pumps Cordy for information in the, in kind of a brilliant way, just like, hey, let's have a girl's day. Let's go shopping and have lunch and I'm going to pay for stuff. Maybe we'll go to a spa. And yeah, Cordy spills like nobody's business because this is the L.A. life she's always dreamed of and hasn't had any uh, any chance to indulge in, not really. So yeah, Cordy, but to Cordy's credit, she realizes she did a bad, bad thing. I don't remember. I remember the shopping trip. I don't remember her remember her figuring out that she did a bad thing. Oh, yeah, she totally goes to Wesley and it's like, so what if, like, maybe Rebecca took me out for lunch and shopping and it was amazing and she started pumping me for information, but what she actually wanted to know were the exact details of how someone becomes a vampire. And, um, yeah, uh, Wesley was like, mm, that's not good. Let's uh, maybe check in on them. Oh, that's right. I remember that now. So Yeah. Yeah, she wants but, to become a vampire because she thinks it's going to keep her youth. Unspoiled Network has a new sponsor, and it's a really great one. I'm sure you've heard of subscription boxes. I get a few myself. There are so many out there, basically for everything you could want. Well, we're all a bunch of Harry Potter fans around here, and we're lucky enough to have Box as our new sponsor. Box is even cooler than the other subscription boxes out there because they curate special fan-made Harry Potter items from around the internet rather than fill their boxes with the same old items that you can get at your local stores or in other boxes. In their boxes, you will get three to five items each month for $39.99. But if you use the promo code UNSPOILED, you get a 10% discount. Check out their Facebook page and their Instagram at the Accio Box for more information and peeks at the items from their boxes. I know I'll be placing an order, and we hope you do too. That's Accio Box, promo code UNSPOILED. Um... I, I'm, I know I'm breezing past this, guys, but I kind of want to get it over with, so... It's okay. We, we all understand. The date goes, and she drugs him with something that induces euphoria, which brings out evil Angel. Angelus. Angelus? And jealous. And jealous. Short for gel. Or gel for short. Sorry. Gel for short. Oh, gel. Jelly baby. Come here. And this this part of it I actually liked, where he takes out a bag of blood and sprays her with it, because she totally had it coming. Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. It's like, you know what you want? You know what you want? This is your life forever. And I kind of wanted that to be the episode, where he freaks the fuck out on her and scares her and makes her run off. And that's the end of it, you know, like scaring her away from the vampire lifestyle and then go sleep off the ecstasy she gave him. Yeah, that'd be cool. I kind of like this, though, too. 
the thing where he like turns evil and it's like, okay, this is what vampires are, you dumb bitch. Just because I'm super cuddly doesn't mean that that's what a vampire is. You think you know, but you're an asshole. Also, drug-induced happiness can break the curse. Uh, you notice it only broke it temporarily. Either I that did, and it bugged the fuck out of me, and I was going to scream about it later, but she had to bring it up now. So, by the way, fuck you, show, for your lack of internal consistency and stuff. Um, so Angel's psyche is so fucked up that I think he probably might have, like, gone kind of evil in, um, in anticipation of going totally evil. You think that was just unresolved feelings he was letting bubble to the surface rather than the curse unwinding for a bit? Yeah, because actual Angelus would have actually raped and killed her. Okay, fine. I will accept this headcanon to make it consistent, but I will not be happy about it. Yeah, he just, just like, scared her a little and threw her across the room once. Actual Angelus would have chained her to the bed and taken her apart piece by piece. And he's a dick to both Wesley and Cordy. Yeah. But I mean, it's so easy to be a dick to them. Right. Rebecca is... I don't think she says another word for the rest of the episode. And that's for the best. Right. There's a a stare down between Wesley and Angelus. And and Jell, sorry. (laughs) And Jelly. Jelly boy. Oh, the jelly boy. Where he calls Wesley a coward and, like, you need to, guys, I need some character development for Wesley other than people telling him mean things. And then him getting real mad and knocking them out. Or, like, he doesn't do that here, but just, like. Well, that's exactly what There are ways to develop characters and give them backstory that do not involve making them want to cry. Are there, though? I'm so bored of it at this point. (laughs) <laughs> because we've, I've like, we've had three instances of it where Wesley, where something evil is telling Wesley what he fears. What about a nice betrayal? Would that be a good shakeup? That would be fine. Okay. Just give me, like, if you're gonna give me something to chew on for Wesley, don't make it taste like sadness. What about a big pile of puppies? I don't know what puppies taste like. Mm. You're dead to me. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, uh, Angelus gets knocked out because uh, Wesley gets Hulk strength for a minute, I guess. Well, uh, we have to talk about the not holy water. Oh, you're right. That Which was, was actually that the was actually really of cool. the show. And I yeah, knew she that... was lying, but at the same time, it was like, Cordy, why don't you have a water bottle full of holy water in your desk? Of she all made... the people to be prepared, you're the one. Nowhere. She comes up with an entire backstory for how prepped she is, including the name of the priest. That was fantastic. She could, girl is learning to think on her feet. I'm telling you, she should be head of marketing somewhere. She really should, but she needs she needs more experience. She needs to pay her dues here in the trenches for a while, and then she can like make six figures at some corporate hell. Yep. Although I found in corporate hell. The more money you make, the easier it is to deal with the flames. Yes, that is very true. Yeah. So. So, yeah, Angel wakes up chained to his bed. And then they have a heart-to-heart. And Cordy's was a lot more meaningful because she's like, no, you meant it. 
And yeah. Cordy, you needed to hear it. So, and then because I'm petty, I'm going to leave you tied up. Well, okay. But let's, let's give Cordy every shred of credit. She's like, yeah, Angelus may be an evil dick, but at least he was honest with me. You're just a dick. <laughs> That's, that is very true. Yeah. It's like, she, she actually wants them to tell her if she's bad. I, she would tell that. Gross. She tells them. Oh, yes, she does. But yeah, it's like, yes, you're bad. Work on it. That way she can improve. She's never going to improve if you're like, oh, yeah, that was great. It's, she'll never reach her dreams if you're that easy on her. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's the episode. They leave him tied up in bed because they're like, um, yeah, we're so over your bullshit for a while. And I'm over this episode. Let's move on to Buffy. We all are. Yes, let's move on to Okay, so I was so confused. You're supposed to be. We were all confused the first time. Because I was like, what show? How many episodes did I miss? Because I... Am I on the right one? I'm totally buying Jonathan becoming super successful. Maybe not so young, but, like, yeah, that is something I would like to see for his character. And, like, maybe he's been taking martial arts training in the past, in the time we haven't seen him. So. Maybe she, maybe he's, like, Batman and, like, went to Japan or China or something and studied in some mountains. That and, would, that would be that, super cool. All that then, But then, like, he has the book out and the twins and. And the mark. And I wondered about the house and I'm like, is this your dad's house? What? Does he let you use your study? Yeah. Okay, so I think we all need to take a moment and realize that this episode was written by none other than Jane Espenson, who will be in Los Angeles Thanksgiving weekend for oh, Lost Con. Bitches. Yeah. This is going to air after Lost Con. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> See, you guys missed a perfect opportunity to meet Jane Espenson. I don't know. Maybe I'll... Maybe I'll fudge the dates a little maybe i can it's only, wait it's gonna air in two weeks right yeah but then there's the actual lost con one which airs the day of so whatever episode we we're working on gets pushed back a day oh god damn it but but i cannot like, do that if but really... thanksgiving isn't until like three or four weeks away hang on i need a calendar thanksgiving's on the 23rd we've and this will air on the 16th okay yeah well, all right I'll cut this out. Continue your plug. Oh, well, no, I think we should totally leave this in because that now everyone's all intrigued. <laughs> so next week, guys, next week, come and meet Jane Espenson. It's your last chance. I'm going to stop talking about LostCon now. But it's amazing, and we're going to be there, and it's going to be so Yeah, good. you can also meet the world-famous Bitches and Money. That's so, right. Because no one else can make a sister of perpetual indul- indulgence Laugh beer out her nose, just looking <laughs> at her name tags. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that yeah. actually happened in Weed and Gone. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I love us. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we opened this episode with even, the, even the, the theme song is different, where it's usually just, like, Was clips of Buffy. Skips? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, honey. Fuck. Uh, all right. You gotta go back and watch it again. I, how am I gonna get the theme song? Oh, I 
okay, so when I see you next, I'm just gonna bring that DVD and we're gonna do this. But yeah, the the theme, like the the uh, uh, theme song part, when it happens and you get the clips from you know the this season of Buffy, it was interspersed with clips of Jonathan doing shit. God damn it, Hulu. God damn it, Hulu. That like you missed an entire joke. Um, so yeah, it, it's like that. That's how deeply ingrained into the magic the show is that that Jonathan is totally in the in the theme part of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and it's amazing. And so yeah, you just start off, and they don't explain anything. They just go right on into, oh yeah, this is the way the universe is. Jonathan's always been amazing. He's always run the Scooby gang and Buffy's kind of a fuck up, but you know, she's a slayer. So we let her hang out and you know, we just accept that Jonathan's good at everything and he is the center of our universe. Right. That's fine. Sure. What's not, what bothers me about this episode is not the Jonathan. Okay. Because I actually disagree with Buffy. And I think he has a right to wish to be, if you had a wish that could come true, he wished that he would be the most interesting man in the world. And he did. And why do you begrudge him your wish? Non-consensual mind rape? I don't know. Look, Riley is super over being raped by Fuffy. So clearly (laughs) consent issues are not really a problem in in the Buffyverse. They just, everyone gets over them super quick. Um, Riley's not at all over that. In fact, that's the, that's the crux of his, uh, portion of the show. Um, and yeah, that, that's like, it's the thing. Everyone's all pissed off at it at the end. It's like, how fucking dare you, uh, like, bastardize reality to make yourself, like, change my entire life to focus on you, you son of a bitch. And I can't agree more. Anyone does that, and I'm going to be pretty ticked off at them. I don't... Uh, uh, Looking at you, White House. I just don't... Like, he made a wish. That was his wish. He did more than make a wish. He studied... Okay, no, wait, he didn't study anything. He got he he got a spell from a guy he knew in, in counseling. Um, so yeah, uh, but he he went out of his way to make this happen. He knew what it would be and what the consequences were, and he went out of his way to make this happen. That's a dick move. He is the ultimate nice guy. Hmm. I'm I don't I just I can't be mad at him for like wanting things to be better. Cause I, he's had a really shitty hand. All this said, yeah, I'm not super mad at him. I'm just, if he did it to me, I'd be mad at him. But him doing it to these, you know, puppets on screen, it's like, okay, yeah. See, I in this world, things are so weird. Like, they're not mad at Anyanka. And I feel like if they're mad at Jonathan, they need to be mad at Anyanka. Because she's done the same thing. They don't remember the wish first. And this is an, this is what actually bothers me about this, because I, I started talking about this, but I didn't get to it. I don't like that there's another mechanic for making an alternate universe. I don't like that it works differently. Like, I'm now putting together, and it's like, oh, did Anyanka get her powers back, or does she have a sister 
in arms who's wandering around like cuz I would totally love for her and her uh not undemoned sister I say sister mm-hmm. like it's a familiar, doppelganger not doppelganger just like comrade sit down okay. and have coffee and gab about stuff and like <laughs> this would be amazing oh god that wouldn't would be, that be great it really would i would i would watch that show so but no that's not how it works there's a demon who is on some weird like yeah so there when jonathan cast this spell to make himself awesome uh, there is there is some kind of equal and opposite reaction that creates a non-awesome entity that must wreak some sort of havoc to counterpoint the havoc that Jonathan is causing to not be wreaked. And yeah, he when we're, we'll get to the point where he finds that out and like poo-poo's the idea that this thing is dangerous. Uh, but I really want to talk, talk more about, about how awesome he is, <laughs> or we can talk about the demon. I I don't like this costume, and I can see <laughs> they put a lot of work into it. And I think the arms were a nice touch, but there's something just kind of off and unsettling. It kind of looks like a troll. Yeah, it has a little bit of Uncanny Valley meets Jim Henson that I'm yeah. just not feeling. <laughs> It's, I feel it's like not... it should have oozed more. Yeah, it needed to be grosser. It needed to be more scary. Yeah, it just kind of looked like unpleasant rather than truly terrifying. It's very um, true. And once Buffy got her groove back, she totally kicked its ass with, like, no problem whatsoever. But it... And, okay, so here's the thing, though. It attacked Tara, and she warded it off with, you know, a spell she half mumbled, half screamed you know, into the night. So, I mean, it can't be that bad a monster if Terra can fend it off. I'm, you're, I think you just spoiled me on how polished a witch Terra is. Oh, no, Terra's, you know, a pretty decent Wicca, but she's a Wicca with all of her stuff around doing complicated spells. She's like Hermione. She's great for the planning portion, but she's not super great in a fight. Okay. And they've established that. She she likes to hang out in her dorm room and, you know. She's better spells. at she's better at orgasms than she is fighting. Yeah. Yeah. She's a lover, not a fighter. Yeah, she's the one making your polyjuice potion. She's not the one, you know, disarming people. Right. Hermione did get knocked out super fast. Oh yeah. Hermione was Hermione is, you know, great at complex spell work, but she is not great at the reaction time. They made that very clear in the books when they were doing the Dumbledore's army stuff, where it's like, yeah, Hermione took forever to learn shielding charms. Like she just hasn't got that reaction of like, ah shield. Yep. So yeah, it it beats up Tara, it beats up this Karen girl who wants her book signed. Yeah, whatever. I I can't stand stalker fans. Like you can admire someone, that's great. But the, everybody, guys. Well, she she did not consent to be a stalker fan. That's true, and that's that's a thing Jonathan has to answer for. <laughs> that is something I will give you that Jonathan needs to answer for. 
but yeah. I don't know if he's specific. Like, does she have an inclination to stalk people? I don't think so. There's nothing really to her. Like, and it always saddens me when there's a person of color on screen and they have all of two lines. And like the worst character trait in the episode. Right. Yeah. But whatever. So Jonathan is super good at everything. He's very rich. He starred in The Matrix, which... Yeah. Well, someone had to. Someone had to. (laughs) He went to medical school and he... I've heard the argument that The Matrix would not be that good of a movie if Keanu Reeves wasn't such a bland actor. Hmm. It's like like why Chrono never speaks... So that you can project yourself onto him. Ah, okay. Well, there, there was a, so me and a group of friends in college were watching movies one night and I think we were watching, what was it? Like, uh, some Shakespeare movie that Keanu's in. And one of my friends proposed that. Oh my God. Was it much to do about nothing? Might've been. He proposed that you could take a wooden board and stand it in for Keanu and it would be the same performance. Or you could take that same wooden board and draw a frowny face on it and it would be a better performance because then the board would emote. Okay. And that just stuck with me about Keanu for like ever after. I feel like the height of his acting prowess was Bill and Ted. I'm glad you said that. So, um, I, I... <laughs> I have a I'm glad Judd. I said it too. I have a favorite Judd Apatow movie, if you can believe that. Uh, I don't even know which one that is. Um, knocked up all the stoner, like instead of the bro com, the Adam Sandler kind of bro, bro comedies. It's these kind of stoner bro comedies. Yeah, all I'm getting is Seth Rogen. I don't know who John, who John Apatow is. I'll look him up later. Anyway, what's your favorite of his movies? Heavyweights. Okay, I'm not familiar with that one. That's the one in the 90s about the kids at Fat Camp. Okay. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. But, yes, we um, but, Yes, where the fuck... How the hell did we get here? Um, oh, he started in the Matrix. Yes, he started he in the book. Matrix. Was he in the Olympics? No, he trained, he trained the girls' soccer team? Volleyball Something. team? Something. I don't care anymore. What I did like was... When the initiative starts, like, looking for this monster and he's the the specialist they bring in and he's, like, a solid foot shorter than everyone else, that was some good visual comedy. Okay. So, yeah, he's better at everyone than – he's better at everything than everyone. Than everyone, yes. That is a very confusing thing to say. Including better at slaying than Buffy. Yeah. To the point where they go patrolling together, and it and Spike makes it very clear that she never goes patrolling without him. Right. Why is Spike here? I don't see what... To remind you that Spike exists. Yeah. I just want to give you all a really quick taste of what you get for $1 a month. Strap in, guys. It's an exciting ride. This is Unspoiled. Patrons only. Covering... Oh. Sharknado. Jessica Jones. The Room. 
Luke Cage. Firefly. Star Wars The Force Awakens. Black Mirror. The Cabin in the Woods. Sherlock. sure you all know that one i just gave you 10 reasons 10 reasons and that's not even all of them we covered ghostbusters we covered the avengers we covered civil war we're going to be covering all kinds of stuff in the future for harry potter special episodes on the movies and on fantastic beasts and where to find them and then some of the side story books and on cursed child there is going to be so much stuff coming up and it's a dollar you guys for realsies you should do it. Become a patron. Patreon.com backslash unspoiled. Um, so, actually, like, Willow does nothing in this episode. It's, there's stuff from Terra. Um, Willow is she's she has a there as a conversations, but there's no meat to what she's up to. She's there as a vehicle for Tara, pretty much. And uh, let's see, Xander's pretty much only there to be uh, uh, Jonathan's butt boy. Hang on, there's some shouting, and I need to take care of it, baby. You're totally shouting, and I'm trying to record, and I can hear, and the mic can hear everything you're saying, so. Thank you. Okay. Ding back to Buffy. Okay. Um, yes, because Gwen likes to make me edit. Yes, she does. But yeah, Xander's here. His only purpose in this entire episode is to be uh, Jonathan's butt boy, apparently. Uh, he is the biggest Jonathan fan, and he makes no Jonathan trading it. cards. And this is, this is my problem with Jonathan's actions, is you went too hard. On this, you needed yeah. to dial it back because if you hadn't, if you hadn't gone so hard that everyone in the world would be in awe of you, you would not. Buffy wouldn't have put it together. Yeah, but he's nineteen. Sure, and <laughs> subtlety is not a thing. Subtlety is not Jonathan's thing, even though he's probably the most subtle character we've met. This is true. This, I, I, there was one thing, there was not enough on Yanka, and what we did get, there was too much of her. I don't understand how people work. Beep boop. Yeah. Uh, we get a touch of Riley, and we find out that he's no longer taking initiative drugs. And to the point where he won't eat there because he's afraid of the food. This is another thing I don't want to have to worry about is the continuity between their universe and and ours or and Buffy's. Mm. I would much prefer it do like uh like Cordy's wish where it just goes back to the when he made the wish and everything's changed. 
and nobody remembers shit. That's just, it's a lot easier because I, I didn't know if anything that I was seeing I was supposed to hold on to. And yeah. it feels like I did, and I'm just like, I stopped kind of paying attention to details of shit because I was like, this is an alternate universe, so it's going to change back at the end of the episode, so it's not that important. But now I'm realizing, oh, there's actual character beats and stuff that happened, but I wasn't paying attention because I thought it was just world building, you know? Right. Um, so I actually think this prepares us for something that's kind of amazing and awesome. And it's the idea that there's all kinds of ways to change the universe and some of them create an alternate universe and some of them just warp the universe around you and it snaps back like a sheet of metal once you remove the pressure. I don't like that. I like there to be consistent rules. That's like, oh, the plot requires it to have these changes so that we can have this speech at the end or this character beat. Yeah. Well, that was my problem with the Dark Tower. Okay. Oh, I never finished the Dark Tower. I know how it ends, and it pisses me off. So well, I refuse. Uh, I refuse to go on. Yeah. So yeah, I like in consistency and i know buffy is like it's supposed to be something different each time but get this just feels like well we wanted it to end this way so we decided to change the rules of the world so that it does even though we have an example where it doesn't work like that also i want more wish demons like i would take a whole season (laughs) of just everybody that buffy has run into having a different wish that'd be fun yeah um, like I'd give one to Harmony, oh God, Kendra, so Faith, the Mayor, Giles. I'd give another one to Cordy. <laughs> uh, I don't think she learned her lesson though. Darla. Oh wow, Darla's wish would be fucked up. So, so yeah, and I mean this orangutan demon has to be fought okay so we get a throwaway scene that isn't a throwaway scene with adam where he's talking to his vampire minion who's all about jonathan and adam's just like uh this isn't like he's not real guys what did you think of that i think he there's they must have put a part of an exposition demon that's fair okay um we also learned during this episode that adam has go ahead i don't like adam i don't think he's intimidating and oh he can see through to uh alternate universes it's like come on guys you need to make me take him seriously before like i'm gonna believe that he's so special it's not enough that he has a uranium core. Do you know what he fucking is? <laughs> He's a fucking Mary Sue. Yeah. He's good at everything because the script says he is. And it's boring and not believable. And can they kill him already? Clearly he's the big bad of the season because Faith fucked the fuck off. And we're getting down to, what do we got, five more episodes this season? 
It's getting down to the wire. Um, I'm sorry, guys. Like, this is this is a hard. It's the episode itself is fine. It's just a very hard pill to swallow after the last couple. Hmm. Okay, that's fair. Because I did yeah. not want Faith to come back, and then she did, and that's all I wanted. So, <laughs> like, it made you like it exactly. Which is what I live for. This is why I'm still doing this. Is because I know that the show is capable of this. But then they do this shit with Adam, and I'm like, make okay, me like so- Adam, please, somehow. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's go back to Jonathan um, with his twin su- Swedish girls and his ability to. Uh, do I did not get act- Swedish from them. Inga and Elsa. I I totally got Eastern European. Which was huh. much, much more creepy. I've actually been to Sweden, remember? That's true. Um, how do you... Okay, so I know it's not Europe proper, but it's pretty far east. What, Sweden? Yeah. Sweden's actually north, so it's, it's not that also, far It's also way east. It's yes! As, it's as east as Germany. Okay, that's pretty east. Okay. What I are think you getting I'm thinking anything east of France. I, I, they here's here's why I'm thinking um, Uzbekistan or something like that is because there was a very mail order bride quality to the way they were behaving. Okay, yeah, that's fair. And it just made me kind of sick. So at this point in the early thousands, they were still eating up the late nineties trope of the Swedish bikini team. Why? Sweden's cold. Yeah. It's really cold. For some reason there in, in during that time, there was a stereotype that Swedish women had really large breasts. Don't know where it came from. Don't know if it's true. I've only known very few Swedish people. I've, and having been to Scandinavia many, many times, it's they're big people and not fat. They're just taller than all the rest of us. They have a much higher median. Yeah, they're they're Vikings. <laughs> yeah, they're Vikings. So yep. naturally, they'd have bigger tits, and of course, because of. Western beauty standards, people like blondes, and Swedish people are one of the very few people where you can actually find actual blonde, that blonde color that people dye their hair to achieve naturally. It's a lot rarer in the rest of Europe. Yes, it is. So, okay. Back to Buffy. Uh, Let's, I think we've covered everything we need to cover so we can skip to the end where there's the fight of the cave. And Buffy takes down a monster. That's pretty much all we got. Jonathan has to give her a pep talk first, though. I did like the mechanic where the the more damage he does to the monster, the less cool he appears. Yeah, that was pretty fun. And, like, the monster would kick her ass for a second, and he'd, like, jump out, da-da-da! And then she'd lay in a good one, and he's like, ah! And then Buffy saves him, and the world slowly fades back to normal. Does he get to keep the house? Like, I think it's daddy's house. Oh, you think so? Because I totally, if if it were me, if I had made this wish and made a bunch of money un- inexplicably, I would make sure that my mortgage is paid off as soon as possible, just in case the magic goes south. So I still have the house, you know? That's fair. 
he he did say, you know, when he was talking to Buffy and his hair was no longer cool, he did say, yeah, the twins moved out. Also, fuck you, costume designers, because I could not stop staring at the fact that his suit didn't fit. Ooh. It was so fucking distracting. Which suit? Because he had a lot and of All of the suits he was wearing were, like, one size too big. They wanted him to appear larger than he is. That's so not, that it, was... it has the opposite effect. It makes him look like he's his, he's wearing his dad's clothes. Yeah. And he's like a little guy. He's like five foot two. Right. You can make five foot two can work, but it's got to be yeah, fitted. You know, this was not. <sighs> Sorry. It was super it's... distracting. I could not take him seriously every time I was looking at it. And I thought it was going to be a plot point. Like I, I, like I thought it was, I thought it was going to be like, oh, I'm not good at like, I'm not really good at suits, like some kind of weird modesty thing that he's putting on as a show. <laughs> that yeah. Try and humanize him somehow as part of his persona. So yeah. Now I just want to go out with you and get suits made. Um, I have never had a bespoke suit. Well, I feel like that's something we need. Someday, I feel like someday it is too. too. What color vest? uh girlfriend has plans for what color suits i get to have but if it were me no we're going suit shopping we're getting two matching vest colors yes so i think i'll do purple and you do blue okay i'm down i look great in blue that's just my eyes this is our thing she can have you and build your corset for it which, I swear to God, guys, you could build a blanket fort out of their corsets. There are so many of them. <laughs> I, 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 I like... had to roll them all up. Like, really <gasps> tight. You know when you're trying to fit, like, a week's worth of clothes into your carry-on because you're going home and you don't want to check a bag? <gasps> I had to do that through <laughs> not one, not two, but three giant-ass plastic crates. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're not even mine, although I fit in them. Yes, anyway. you do, but, like, yeah, there's a lot of fucking corsets. <laughs> they are pretty. And anyway. There's not a lot of negative space in those bins. <laughs> yeah, because they're solid. So, yeah, we, we after the big showdown in The Magic Fates, we... You know, Buffy has a little heart-to-heart with Jonathan on campus, and he's like, yeah, so they made me count, go to counseling after that whole attempted suicide thing, and I there were a lot of messed up kids there, and I met one who had this spell, and it seemed cool, so he really didn't um, talk about that monster aspect, even a little bit. But, you know, I just wanted to to try a thing, and Buffy, like, to her credit, she's better than me. She doesn't hold him... She she doesn't, like, give him a lot of shit about it. She's like, yeah, I get it. That's that's a thing. I I get that. That's I was wondering if they were going to have another member to the Scooby gang, but I guess not. So. Eh. I, yeah. the, the Scooby gang could use some new blood. Riley is just not cutting it for me. Riley doesn't cut it for anyone. And you know my feelings on Anyanka, so. And Tara doesn't speak. Yeah, Tara's not there yet. I would like to see Tara there, but she's still a little plus one-y. Yeah. 
So those are our episodes, guys. It's kind of a short episode. I know we normally go for like an hour 15, hour 20, but I can tell that this is in that nebulous area between February and May sweeps. So they can't really put anything important in. So we're all just kind of like running out the clock and collecting a paycheck. Yeah, it was filler. But I thought at least the Buffy episode was good filler. That like it this one does it for me. Um the the superstar one not so much, but you know, you take or not superstar, the uh, uh angel one where with the girl, not so much, but this one it really does it for me. Okay. Well, I'm just coming coming down. It's a it's a long drop. So Yeah, it truly is. So that's our episode, guys. Um, why don't you talk about Lost Con while I get our patron list up? Roger that. So, guys, guys, next weekend, next weekend is Thanksgiving. And once you have survived that terrible dinner with your family where you manage not to punch out that uncle who watches nothing but Fox News all day, and really wants to tell you all about his political opinions and how, you know, um, flamboyant they are, shall we say, uh, you should reward yourself. Do something for you. Treat yourself to a weekend with some nerds. That's right. Come on down to the LAX Marriott and go to LostCon. L-O-S-C-O-N dot org for your tickets. Get them now while they're still, I, they might still be discounted, but it's, I think, 45 at the door, which is pretty damn good for an entire weekend of hilarity and awesomeness. Also, if you're in the area, you're at the LAX Marriott. You might as well stay there the weekend. That way you can go to all our fabulous After Dark events. We have amazing parties. Wouldn't you like to stand in a room with a bunch of people who all enjoy the same media you do? Books, movies, comics, everything. With a drink in your hand, talking to some of your favorite authors. I know I would. So come on down and hang on up with us Thanksgiving weekend at the LAX Marriott at Lost Con. It's a heck of a good time. All right. So we have a lot of new patrons. We've got Christina Parisi. I'm sorry, guys. Parasic. Aisha Addington. Sarah Raybon. Tony. Agnes Lagulian. Brianna Hayes, Chelsea Aby, Charity Lechuga, Emily Krause, no, El- Emily Krusa, Luke Morgan, Linda Espinosa, Kathleen Mahan, and Ciro Brazil. So welcome, guys. Make sure you sign up on the Facebook group where you can hang out and do memes with us and talk about video games and life and everything. Also, make sure that you've subscribed to the book club, because I am covering... Well, I will be in the future for me, but since you're already in the future, you can hear me and Natasha talking about The Haunting of Hill House. (gasps) That's a terrifying movie. Which one? I don't know. There's two versions. Do you talk about them both? I haven't seen the first one yet, and I, okay. that's that's some homework I need to do before I do it. But I have seen the second one, which is in the '90s and had Catherine Zeta-Jones, and it was really stupid and not scary. And okay, I did see that one, and I was still terrified. Really? I just I watched it because Catherine Zeta-Jones, but I'm really easy to terrify when it comes to scary movies, so I don't watch them very much. 
but I, I, Catherine Zeta Jones is really hot. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You couldn't just watch Chicago? I have. So many times. So many times. Cell Block Tango. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So. I didn't think I could get gayer than I was, but then that happened to me. I'm going to repeat the changes that we've made, by the way. Just so okay. that you guys, like, if you didn't listen last week for some reason, um, they're taking a break on Harry Potter, and they're going to cover Westworld between books, and when they come back, it will be patrons only. So make sure that you are a patron when that happens. And uh, Twin Peaks is coming to an end. Stranger Things has started, and the enemy this year is Steve's hair. It just grows like a giant beanstalk on his head well something has to you haven't seen stranger things have you i've seen a couple of episodes but it scared um girlfriends oh it's so... too scary okay so i have to watch it when she's not here and when she's not here i'm watching buffy and angel okay that's fair yeah um yeah so that's what we got going on you want to know what the next names of the next episodes are sure so the next buffy episode is going to be called where the wild things are. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're going to have a guest appearance by Nev Campbell and Denise Richards. Because oh, man. I would watch that. I would I'm watch that. afraid to watch that movie again because I'm afraid of my teenage tastes not aging well. Uh, yeah, they haven't. That was a terrible movie, and I, I watched it so hard. So much. I did, too! I want to watch it again right now. Can we watch that next time we're together? Yes, we can. Yes, we can! Okay, and the Angel episode is called 5 by 5 5 by 5 5 by Fuck! Fuck! <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm right about this, aren't I? You know exactly what I'm thinking. Faith is going to show up. You you're going to have to just wait and see. Uh, see, you're not headcanoning this with me, so clearly I'm right. So, my new think, metric. I don't think it does any, like, any good to try and deny that. That made it really obvious. I know. But that's, like, the least of what's going to But it took me happen. a second. I was like, where did I hear that before? Five by five. Five by five? No, that's what happened in your head. <laughs> and we're going to find out it's going to be about a marching band. That <laughs> it's going to be about radio operators in World War Two. Sure. All right, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. See you next time. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.